This episode will be completely taken out of context. Welcome to the Fact Check This podcast. Fact Check This Podcast, episode 37, and today we talk about the never-ending war on humanity that is being waged by the government in the name of COVID-19. <laughs> I saw an interesting article that, uh, that was posted to the, the Pelling Fiction group that basically dismisses COVID-19 as not even real, and <clears throat> I've, I've seen other uh, arguments to be made that it's actually just a, a new variant of the flu and that COVID-19 itself is not anything uh, new or real, that it doesn't actually exist as far as being some like uh, unique thing, that it's all just propaganda, which I'm not 100% dismissive of, but I don't think that's actually true. I, I do legitimately believe it is a, a thing. I just don't think it is as bad of a thing as what they are making it out to be, which you're seeing a lot of as... Uh, as cases just plunge here over the last three weeks, it's uh, they're, they're, the narrative has been drawn, and it's time for uh, it's time for COVID to end. So, so they're starting to ramp it all back down. But there was an interesting article that I saw that uh, is from 2008, and it has all of the trust the science people's favorite expert. Anthony Fauci, and it talks about the the flu of nineteen eight, the Spanish flu of nineteen eighteen, and uh, gets into like what actually caused the deaths and everything. And and so the whole reason that I looked at this was because the original article or the original post said uh, that this study claims that masks actually caused people to die, which it does. So I, I looked up the article itself and I actually read it, the whole thing, which is not super long, but I read, I read it and it doesn't ever explicitly say that the masks were the reason that people died in the uh, Spanish flu of 1918 and 1919. But what it does go into is, uh, and this is a direct quote from Anthony Fauci. It says, we agree completely that bacterial pneumonia played a major role in the mortality of the 1918 pandemic. They, so if you go through and you read the entire article, which I'll post a link to the article on, on everything, everywhere that I post this. But if you look at it, what it goes into is that the, the Spanish flu itself was not the major cause of death in the, uh, the pandemic of the, the Spanish flu of 1918 and 1919. It was actually the bacteria and this uh, pneumonia, bacterial pneumonia was what was the major contributor in death. And the, the flu, the Spanish flu helped to make that a possibility. Uh, but it it wasn't the the sole killer. Like the flu uh, weakened people's immune systems and caused upper respiratory problems so that when the bacterial pneumonia was introduced, then that became extremely deadly, which is effectively the exact same thing that we've really been seeing with the, the COVID-19 stuff. 
like COVID-19 in and of itself is not super deadly. It is very uh, transmissible and it weakens people, especially people who are already immune or uh, immune, have an, a compromised immune system or are old and feeble and not in the greatest of health anyway, which is why you've seen such death rates in the United States, because most people in the United States are not of good health. You see it uh, in the death rates are higher amongst those who have obesity problems, uh, which is the entire country, uh, the elderly populations, which there's been a lot that's been made about that as well, with the fact that uh, the the average age of death with, uh, with COVID is actually getting higher than the average life expectancy anyway. Like, you're uh, you're more likely to die of of just natural causes anyway, like of old age. Um, so it, it's you know that's what this uh, article actually you know really goes into is looking at how the Spanish flu, along with the bacterial pneumonia, was what was really the big uh, mortality rate for for that pandemic. And if you if you do want to look at it not because not to discount, you know, the the original post that I saw talking about this uh you know said that the that Fauci said that the masks caused that uh, that problem in this during the Spanish flu which is is not accurate. It doesn't actually say anything. The masks are never once mentioned anywhere in this entire article. But if you want to look at that, it's, there is something to be taken from that. Because when you're looking at the way we wear masks and the types of masks that we're wearing and everything, like wearing the mask creates a, because you still have to breathe, right? You, you don't put on the mask and like stop breathing or you're not, it's not a, a ventilator mask. You're not using it for oxygen. Like you're still breathing in and out normally with this thing on. And so what it does is it creates this warm damp environment right around your mouth and nose and that warm damp environment creates a perfect home for bacteria and horrible things to just stay and live and flourish that's that's the environment and that they need that a bacteria needs to be prevalent and to propagate itself so the mass you know you're not able to get fresh air you're not you're not able to let your, you know, recycle all, all of that stuff out. It's all just right there, stuck. And and we're seeing that playing out in real time in the, you know, for, for all of the case spikes and the death spikes and everything else. I, there were anywhere from 80 to 90% compliance rates with those who were getting COVID. I, People were wearing their masks. People were socially distancing. People were doing all of this shit that they claim that you're supposed to do that's going to fix the problem. And it wasn't mitigating it even a little bit. If anything, it was getting worse. And the, and I do sincerely believe that the masks are a significant part of why it was getting worse. It wasn't getting worse because, uh, you know, a few random people were refusing to wear masks. Like, it's... It's not getting worse because of me. I haven't gotten it. Like, 
if if all these anti-maskers are such a big problem, why haven't they all died off yet? Why is it that 80 to 90 percent of the people who are getting the, the disease are socially distancing, are staying home and not going out and not doing these things, are wearing masks? Like it's just a it's a seasonal disease. It's a flu like disease. And that's all there is to it. So uh, the whole thing is blown out of proportion, but the masks are definitely not useful in any way. And they definitely have the potential to not only not help, but potentially cause more harm than good. And the fact that we, for all of the trust, the science, like I, I feel like I say this over and over again, I'm becoming a broken record, but for all of the trust, the science, the, the actual scientific evidence that's out there, if you look at any of that, it points to lockdowns don't work masks don't work none of this stuff actually works none of it there is it's a it's not some deadly super virus it's just a regular flu-like virus and looking at the numbers the regular flu and pneumonia and all of these other things have just magically disappeared and that's total bullshit that's that's not the way numbers works that's not the way statistics work that's not the way science or viruses work you don't get covid and then everything else disappears like you don't get a massive pandemic and death rates the world over don't actually increase like you can look at it Everywhere, I think they said the uh, like. I think the only the only country that actually had a that actually had an increased death rate was Sweden, which and it was early on. And when you go back and you actually look at the numbers, though, for three years previously, Sweden had had exceptionally lower than usual death rates amongst their elderly population. So people were living longer than normal for the last three years and then coronavirus came and early on a lot of the older people who this is going to sound like super insensitive and terrible to say it this way but a lot of the people who probably would have and should have died over this last three-year period went ahead and died this year it like and that's the way it is looking across the globe like just regular death rates have not increased because the way statistics works is you have givens like heart disease cancer all these other things like none of those things went away right so if none of those things went away those are constants those are steadies in fact those are steadily increasing uh you know year to year on average across the globe so if those things are steady and they remain constant and then you get a true pandemic, then all of those things stay constant. Total death rates should shoot up because you have extra people being who are dying because of this virus. But what you saw across the board was that the death rate stayed flat everywhere. So elderly who probably were going to die anyway died. People who had cancer and other diseases that were probably going to die, they still died. The only thing that changed was it all got reported as COVID, and none of it actually got reported as what it was. 
So the whole thing is a farce. And here we are moving on to round two of the farce because now they're talking about uh, new strains and all kinds of other stuff. Like, And the, the stories are conflicting and I'll go more into that here in just a minute. And so continuing on with uh, talking about the conflicting stories and everything that's coming out. So you've got on the one hand, they're talking about all the new strains. Supposedly there's some British strain that's super deadly. And there's also uh, like very other variations that are all over the place being talked about that are supposedly going to be so much worse and so much more deadly than what the original COVID-19 strain was, even though the case numbers and deaths have continued to fall. So, so, you know, you're getting conflicting stories going back and forth and, and it's creating a lot of just complete and total civil unrest all across the globe. Uh, And hopefully it comes here to the U S sooner rather than later, because like we can't just keep, they're talking about another round of stimulus, which is just complete, bullshit like at this point they have inflated the u.s dollar so much that you're if they continue with pushing out these stimulus packages and generating more and more money it's going to be good for people who are invested in the stock market short term because it'll continue to uh it'll continue to inflate the market price on everything and push the market up So, you know, if you just have a general investment account, that's going to work out pretty well for you in the short term because you're going to see everything continue to spike. But long term, especially, and I mean, not even like long term, long term, we're talking like two to five years long term, long term, you know, it's going to be terrible because there's only so much of this inflation that the market can handle before the whole bubble pop just completely pops and the whole thing implodes in on itself. Especially if they pass a fifteen, like a national fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage, and I, I think I've talked about that before too. Like, if you're going to have minimum wage laws, they need to be based on a local, or you know, I don't even think it should be state minimum wage. Like, I think it should be. I think that should be done on like a county by county or like local level. That has to be because our cost of living right here in the Evansville area is much, much different than the cost of living in Indianapolis and Gary, Indiana. Like, you know, if you're up in, up in that part of the state where you're around Chicago, you're going to have a different cost of living than somebody that lives, you know, in rural BFE trying to operate a private business. So it has to be like, Minimum wage has to be based on a local, what can your market bear? Not It can't be just some broad, sweeping, national thing. So if they pass a $15 an hour national minimum wage, the only way that they can make that work is to continue to prop up the economy and continue to just pump money into it, which is going to inflate the dollar so much more. The whole thing is it's doomed to collapse. And like smart people who actually understand economics have been saying this, like you cannot keep doing this and they just keep fucking doing it. And it's not going to work out very for the long term. And, and, you know, even talking about the stock market with all of that, 
if if it does pay off for you in the short term, like the only way it works out is if you see as it continues to expand and that bubble grows and grows and grows and the the market continues to climb and climb and climb, then you have to cash out somewhere and actually capture that. And then you've got to take all of that money and reinvest it into something that's going to have a long-term positive gain for you. Like it can't be tied up in the U.S. dollar or anything that's based on the U.S. dollar because once the dollar crashes, everything that you have that's based on the dollar is fucking worthless. So, you know, you've got to you've got to use that capital to actually create something of value. And that, I got completely off topic, but, you know, people don't think about this stuff enough. And so like, I've got I've got several investments and I consider every one of them short term. Like none of it is retirement money because I don't think I'm ever going to retire. I'm pretty sure that the way this is all going, like I don't have to worry about retiring. I'm going to be working on my own farm here in the backyard selling produce to people who are too stupid to understand how to do basic farming. So, you know, I might have a, uh, a different view of the direction society is going and all of that than most people do. But, you know, you got to prepare for that kind of stuff because it's, it's coming. And whether you believe it or not, it's going to happen. Like it, they can't keep propping this thing up. And it, if it, even if it doesn't completely just implode on itself, it's going to crash. Like it's going to crash and it's going to fall hard and it's going to completely sap you <clears throat> of all the value that you might currently have. So you've, you've got to see, you've got to be looking for that peak and try to get out while you can get out ahead before it does crash. Because when it does crash, you're not going to have time to get out on the downhill slide. Like it's it's going to crash hard and fast and you're just going to get fucked. So you you got to get out while it's still going up before it goes before it starts to go down because once it starts to go down there's no stopping like it, it's you're you're going to have to you're going to have to play this thing really quick um so anyway that's yeah got way off the topic on the on the covid stuff but you know looking at the reporting and everything that's coming out and and all across the the globe people are starting to protest and riot and get out and fight back against these draconian lockdowns and everything because everybody acknowledges that they're not working. They haven't done what they were supposedly going to do. 15 days to flatten the curve, 30 days to slow the spread, blah, blah, blah. It's turned into a fucking year. And a year later, nothing has changed. So obviously, if a year later, nothing has changed, it didn't fucking work. And if it didn't work, then we need to stop doing it because it is literally costing people their livelihood, like their entire livelihood is going down the drain because we haven't been allowed to do anything over something that had absolutely no effect whatsoever, no positive benefit at all. And hopefully that comes to the U.S. soon. Like we've got to start doing the same thing. We need to start fighting back and telling them, no, we're not going to, we're not going to continue to sit at home. We're not going to continue to just shutter small businesses. We're not going to just let you dictate what we can and can't do for the rest of our lives. Like at some point you've got to open it back up and let us get back to having a normal life. And I don't talk, and I don't mean some the new normal where everybody has to wear a mask and everybody has to vac- have a vaccine and blah 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 blah. Fuck all that. I mean normal. Like we forget that any of this dumb shit happened, and we go back to life as it was at the end of 2019. That's that's the direction that we need to go because we can't keep doing all of this stuff. And hopefully, what some of this stuff is showing is that. If 
the lockdowns and all of this stuff that the supposed experts told us was going to work didn't work. What else have they been lying to us about? Why is it that for all of the 30 years of fighting the, the war on drugs, nothing has been accomplished? Why is it that for 30 years of the war on terror in Iraq and all over the Middle East, nothing has been accomplished? Why is it that since the development of the Department of Education, our educational standards have actually declined, not gotten better? Why is it that since the institution of a minimum wage, we haven't actually seen poverty be reduced? Why is it that since the inception of the income tax, which was never intended to be what it is currently, we have only seen taxes grow, government spending grow, but the benefits that are returned to the average citizen who pays those taxes has not increased in any way. In fact, if anything, we get less from our government than probably ever before and rely on them for more. It is a fucking farce. Every bit of it. Hopefully, the 15 days to slow the spread, 30 days to flatten the curve, blah, 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 that's proven itself to be completely ineffective and useless will show everybody, open everybody's eyes to the fact that everything the government does is completely useless and has no effect. The only thing they're good at is creating more problems so that they can pretend that they're the only ones who can fix it so that you stay stupid and relying on them to keep fixing the problems that they created to begin with when the real solution will be to get rid of every one of those motherfuckers and move on with life without them. That's all for today. I uh, didn't get to have Giles on because I totally suck. I uh, He's on the West Coast and had to work yesterday and we were going to do it last night. Uh, he... He was getting off at, uh, we were going to do it at like 8.30 his time last night, which was going to be 10.30 my time. And so I set an alarm and I was going to get up and do the interview. And I guess I just rolled over and turned the alarm off and went back to sleep. And I, uh, I woke up about an hour, hour and a half later and saw a bunch of missed messages from him asking if we were still doing this and uh, re- realized, oh crap, I, uh, I totally, totally screwed this up. So we're going to try again this weekend, and that'll be Monday's episode. It'll be me talking to Giles again about all the fun religion stuff. But in the meantime, hope everybody has a good rest of your week, and I will catch you next week.